Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Cap Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. And welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Saturday morning, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market and Boyd's One Stop. All right, looking at weather. Down on the island in Galveston this morning, it's 59 degrees. Looks like cloudy skies this morning. They'll become partly cloudy this afternoon. Areas of patchy fog with a high of 67. East-northeast winds 10 to 20. And then for tonight... Cloudy with a low of 63, southeast winds 10 to 15. And then for tomorrow, cloudy, high of 69, east-southeast winds about 10 to 20 miles per hour. So for the next few hours, it looks like about a 20% chance of a rain shower or something like that. So, But uh, better chances of rain coming next week, especially on Monday. Looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We have two of them. We're sitting on a low. That occurred at 2.12 a.m. It was a negative 0.2. Then our only tide of the day will be a high at 11.52 a.m. It's a 1.1. Sunrise, 6.43 a.m. Sunset, 6.20 p.m. Moon phase, 68%. Current conditions, Galveston Channel, 58 degrees down there with 62-degree water. North-northwest winds, 2 to 3 miles per hour. Eagle Point is 63 degrees. With 61 degree water, northwest at 3. Morgan's Point, it's 57 degrees with 63 degree water, northwest at 2. Barometric pressure at all three of those stations is 30.04 inches and steady. So, nice forecast. Hope everybody gets out and gets what, get what they need today. Anyway, all right, well, let's run over to the Golden Triangle area and check in with Captain Bill Watkins, who fishes Sabine Lake religiously. Bill, good morning. How are you, my friend? I think I'm. I think I'm all right. <laughs> well, that's I just good hope that that uh, hope the wind's down today. It looks like it's going to be. They're calling for kind of a east east wind about ten to twenty, but it's northwest at three across the board this morning. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. That's uh but that's hey, it's only a forecast, right? That's what it is. That's, that's why you... they call it a forecast, not a prediction or <laughs> exact science or whatever uh, you want to call it. Yeah. Uh I would uh I would expect it to be somewhat different than what they say it's gonna be. Just about True. every time. So I'm putting on my shoes right now. I've already dressed. And ready to go fishing. So well, that's good. I hope that they're going to bite for me today. I believe they will. Oh, I'm sure you can get a bite or two, buddy. I'm I'm almost assured of it. All but about the bites. Been, I haven't been on the water since I 
kind of hurt my shoulder the other day, and that's kind of, you know, but, hey, sometimes you have to back off a little bit and get yourself back in, back in shape. Like an old dog, got to lay up and lick your wounds, man. That's, that's exactly right. I, I popped that shoulder throwing that ice bag over in the boat two weeks ago. And, boy, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I thought it was going to be. I said, well, that's the end of the career right there. And it may very well be because uh, the doctor told me that uh, my rotator cuff's worn out. It's just, you know, I just push too hard. Push too hard. Even after too the surgery? Hard. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've worn it out since then. So Man. He just stuck a needle in there and said, hey, go with it and uh, see what happens. That should get you straightened back out for another couple of years. <laughs> hey, you know, finally you just fillet too many redfish and make too many casts. But uh, I'm pretty good at casting left-handed now. I've, yeah. I've kind of, you know, when I had that surgery before several years ago, I, I got to where I could cast left-handed really good. So not not the end of the world. Not by any stretch. No, it's better than the alternative. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's a better world over on the other side. So, well, we are in the fourth quarter, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, I tell you what, I sure did miss the fishing show, and I just—I I was sick the whole time. I didn't want to infect everybody, and I sure would like to have gone to that and seen my friends. And I know I had to bail too. That's. That uh, actually, I was gonna go on Friday and maybe hit Saturday, but uh, I started feeling weird on Wednesday, and then I came down with whatever this stuff was on Thursday. And it, uh, yeah, boy, it's hanging on. <laughs> you, you get, still you get that cough, bad? and you can't get rid of it. No, I don't feel bad. I just, I'm just not a hundred percent. I mean, yeah. it's just uh, boy, some weird stuff, but. <laughs> It'll put you down. Yeah, and, you know, they don't really tell you what it is. You know it's not COVID because they can test for that. They say they've got a test for the flu now. They test for COVID and the flu. Oh, we still have flu? <laughs> I thought COVID replaced <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, I thought so, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, uh, that, it's definitely still out there. And it... You know, the danger of all that is getting pneumonia, and that's the thing you want to avoid. Been there, done that when I was a young man, and like yeah, I've never me. had pneumonia. I thought I was going to end up getting it with this, you know, the way it was, you know, it was just walking back and forth from your chest to your head, and then it just kind of camped out in your chest. And thank God for Mucinex. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, that uh, it never did go down in my chest this time, but so I did. I, my my stint with that was probably about seven days, but then I had this reaction to the medicine or something, and boy, I just you swelled that. my face all swelled up. your face up and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, it scaled it scaled off and flaked off. Oh man, round my eyes. Should have, ta- my should have taken some selfies and put it out there and said, "This is the new Bill Watkins." <laughs> this is yeah. I wouldn't have wanted anybody to see that. Good grief, that was plumb scary. And nobody would have gotten a boat with me after that. But it's uh, it's good. I yeah, feel you can make a good scarecrow for somebody's garden, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, did exactly you see those right. weights? Uh, at um, Lake Fork yesterday. <laughs> no, I haven't. They, they had 14, 14 sacks over 30 pounds, man. I mean, like, mm. you got 31 pounds, you're down in 14th place. <laughs> Who would even believe that? I'm telling you. Oh. I think the biggest sack was around 37, 38 pounds, but 
Man. That's just a, that's incredible. The Lake Forks got them, boy. And this is the perfect time of year to have a tournament there, too. Yes. Man, oh, man. Well, Toledo Bend, the MLF at Toledo Bend impressed the heck out of me. Yeah. I mean, those guys would catch it. One of them broke 100 pounds. <laughs> it's just, uh, that was, uh, that was something. Was That's Connell, a five-pound average. That deal was four four days, and uh, so that that'd be over a five-pound average for four days fishing. That's strong. That's strong. Yes. And they were catching them all on that forward-facing sonar. Yeah. And they were just throwing the individual fish out there in deep water. It's been a game. That's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, when the fish are suspended, it sure is. I would like to have one for as a novelty, but I mean, I really, I just can't afford that. Good gracious, alive! If it, if I thought it would make the difference between me catching fish and not catching fish, I'd, I'd have one. But uh, I can pull up there, and I got two to three guys in the boat with me, and. We can make several casts apiece, and we can figure out whether those fish are there or not real quick. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody throws in a different direction. Well, the days <laughs> of uh, trial and error fishing are over. Mm-hmm. Search and destroy yeah. that kind of fishing uh, mentality. Well, I had Seeing a, is believing. <laughs> I had a uh, I had a, a little happening uh, last year. I was fishing a point up the channel, and I caught two or three trout that were swimming around that point. It was a kind of a sloping point right into the ship channel, and I piddled around there and caught I caught about three pretty good trout, and I was by myself and just scouting, you know, and mm-hmm. I idled over to an adjacent point up there in around Texaco Island. And I put my trolling motor over over there and started fishing. And here comes this young man and his wife or girlfriend roaring in there with a 24-foot boat, big, pretty low-profile boat. And he he was close enough to me I could see that he had forward-facing sonar on his trolling motor. And he put that thing over in the water, and he's pointing at the screen and and the lady in the boat is looking at the screen and he's pointing, he says, here's a fish, here's a fish, here's a fish, and here's a fish. And I thought, okay, this is going to be a good test. Let me see if he can actually beat me off of that point and catch fish behind me. You know what? He fished for 20 minutes and never caught any of the fish that was on that point. Mm. And that he could see them on that, but he didn't know what they were. Right. And that was my point exactly. Okay, so what What was it, a big mullet or a drum in there shallow? Or, you know, what, what kind of fish was he actually right. targeting? But he was casting to individual fish, and, I mean, he was talking, and I could hear him. Yeah. He said, oh, yeah, there's one right there, and there's one. I don't know why they won't bite and all this kind of stuff. I already caught all the trout off that point. Right. And uh, and I didn't have forward-facing sonar. I made about 15 casts and did the same thing that he could have done with them by just looking at the individual fish. So if, if they can prove to me that it... <laughs> I guess in a tournament situation, Mickey, I'd have to have one. Really. Yeah. Uh, if you want to pick out an individual redfish and stuff like that to cast at, and you're going down there, and it, you could save a few minutes. Every time you put sure. that troll motor in the water, you could scan that area out there and find whether you needed a fish or not. You know, you could see them. Because uh, I've seen it work. I've been in, oh, I've yeah, been in a guy's <laughs> boat. With, oh, heck, yeah. I mean, crappie fishing especially, and yes. throwing the individual bass around bait schools in deeper water. Oh my goodness, you you can pick them out. Uh, but you know, I've it, seen, otherwise I've seen you'd videos, be just, you know, on television where 
in them in those crappie tournaments, you'll have a guy he'll he'll be on the bow, him and his partner, and they'll be they'll be chasing one crappie in an area that's just out, you know off the structure, and they know it's a crappie mm-hmm. and left that, and they'll uh, they'll chase it and and drop those jigs on it till they catch it, and it'll always be a big one like that. Oh yeah, fishing uh, those crappie that guy tournaments. That's me. crazy. He uh he's he pulled up to every hole we fished that day. We were fishing brush piles, and I guess we probably fished ten or twelve different brush piles. And he would pull up there and and idle over the brush pile, throw two markers out on each side to isolate that brush pile. Then he would come back, put his trolling motor down into the wind, and scan. And the day that day particularly, they were off the brush pile. Yeah. They weren't on the brush pile. And he would scan out there yeah. and 180 degrees, and he'd say, okay, you see them, Bill? There they are right there. And he would cast, and he literally caught a crappie on the first cast at every brush pile. Amazing. So that's, that showed me the value of that right Yeah, that there. tells you all you need to know right there. Let me knock this break out. I'll be right back, bud. All, all right. right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. Bill Watkins, we are back, my friend. All right. I'm here with you. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think forward-facing sonar is really good. Um, and for certain situations, it's it's killer. Let's put it that way. The fish don't I, like I believe it. in it. <laughs> <laughs> said, man, where are these guys coming from? How did he know I was here? <laughs> yeah, that's and absolutely. If you're out there in deep water somewhere, following Chad schools, especially winter pattern. Oh my goodness, you, there's no way you can compete with the guys that have that stuff. And it's, but it's very expensive. If you get the, if you get the top of the line stuff, it's you know. And they, uh, they're even using titanium heads or steel heads, jig heads that reflect the signal better so that they can actually target individual fish and pull their bait up to the fish and drop it right in front of them and all that kind of stuff. So it's uh, video game fishing. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well... One of these days, they'll be wearing those uh, lenses over their heads with it all mm. in there attached to it where you don't have to look at the screen. I'll be falling right out of the boat on that. Yeah, kind of <laughs> like these games these kids play with that. And Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and that uh, they will probably develop something like that where you can uh, strap that thing on your head and see it in the screen or a heads up display on a uh, like a fighter pilot's helmet. Right. <laughs> or <laughs> or will I can just see my imagination going in every direction on this. But Well, we always say still, how can it get any better? I mean, but just technology, everything's just I mean, there it's endless. It just gets better yeah. and better. But the the thing is the, the guys that can really figure out how to fish and find the fish, they're still going to be the top people. You know, like people like Wheeler and people like that, golly, those guys, they can think on the fly. Yeah, well, and, it's, it's what it takes. Oh, it's, yeah, they're, they're really good at what they do. I mean, there's... There's a lot of people that, I don't know, the dedication that they have to the sport is pretty amazing. And they, they, have, to, they have to be able to, to close their mind to everything that's going on around them and focus on catching fish. And that's, that's sometimes difficult. 
if you don't have <laughs> and and uh, I guess you know here you go as you get older I don't know if you can keep competing at the level but here's Rick Clone still out there fishing he's still you doing know? it yeah he's over 70 I guess yeah he is you know and shoot he got a big old forward facing sonar screen right on the front of his boat <laughs> So, hey, he's still got good enough eyes to see them. That's, uh, that's impressive to me. It is. Now, there's a lot of, lot of older fishermen out there that, but I, I don't know how they maintain the, uh, I don't know how they maintain their, uh, the physical aspect of it. They have to be in pretty good shape to stay on that boat, stand up all day. That's, uh, that's, I don't know if I could fish uh, tournament hours all day long, you know, from from dawn till three o'clock or whatever it is. Yeah, you you could stand if you're on just, that deck. If you're really into it, you know, it's uh, that's when it that's that's where it becomes mental. Yeah, it's, it, <laughs> it's just like golf. I mean, all those guys are from tee to green, just incredible talent. But it's all it all boils down at the end of the day is what's between the ears. It's a mental thing. Mm-hmm. Talent level yes, there. It's it's uh, it's the mental game. I'll say I I say that if I was able to, I would still be fishing bass tournaments. But I know it's probably time for me to not be doing that. Yeah, I know, mean physically, it, it's you know it's. Do you stay in the game and embarrass yourself? You know, to where you're just, you know, it's pitiful. <laughs> Go yeah. out on top. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Just uh, Maybe that's the right because way. Because the way the, you know, attitudes and mentality of people are these days, they don't remember all the good things you did. It's just what, no. what you look like there at the end. That's all they remember. That's it. That's exactly right. I mean, how many times have we seen that with pro athletes? You know, they just they don't know when to get out. They're so passionate about what they do, and they know they've got it, but it just, you know, they get to the age where they just don't have it. <laughs> I mean, they know what to do and, and everything, but it just, you know, the, it, I mean, the older you get, the uh, slower you get. You, you slow down. That's true. Yeah, I, I don't think, I don't think I have the dedication to, stand on that deck like that every day you know because you got to do it multiple days in a row you got practice days and tournament days yeah and that's in good conditions just think of bad conditions if it was just really, oh yeah you know brutal conditions yeah. and you know being old and trying to trying to hang with those young guys and that that's just i mean nolan ryan was the exception you know yeah, his longevity, absolutely. just like old George Blanda. <laughs> Remember him with the Oilers and the Raiders and everybody else. I mean, oh yeah, he, he wouldn't let go either, but he he stuck it out and and did pretty good at it. There's just you know, there's a handful of guys like that, and Rick Clunn's yeah. one of them. Yeah, he's still out there fishing, and uh, uh, it's all got to come together. He could have those uh, three magical days and just pull the rabbit out of the hat and win one, you know? Yeah. He's got the knowledge, well, no doubt about it. Yes. Yeah, it's that's called right. execution. <laughs> yeah, he can, he knows exactly what he's doing. Anybody that's been to that level, you know, they, they've, uh, they've got the, they've got it. That's I think just, like uh, for fishermen, you know, you've been doing it a long time. I think they're in their prime as far as uh, being to compete at the highest level and everything between ages probably 40 to 60, those 20 years there. Man, that's the goat years. That's it. Because they have the experience so. and the knowledge, and they've still got the, you know, charisma and everything else to do it. And then when you uh, break over and get a little bit too old, it's, it kind of goes downhill. <laughs> yes, it can. I see that. Now. Um, I mean, there's no way I could jump in 
with these young cats on these, uh, you know, like in the Legend series. I mean, I could do right. it, but there's there's no way I could. Uh, even as good as I was at one time, there you know, there's just no way to compete at that high level at at this older age of stage of life, you know. Well, Maybe for finished, one day, but to do it two and three days in a row—that's when—that's—that's that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, that's that's you know when you think about guiding four, five, six, or seven days straight, that's uh, that. <laughs> yeah, and that used to be nothing. I mean, you'd no, you'd go two, three, four weeks without a day off and just keep rolling. But oh, now yeah, that would get just into that a, wear you down. You'd be a basket case at our age. You, Beat you up. get into a, a flow, and you just go with it. And, uh, you know, you, you kind of get in a groove, and, man, hey, I've gone seven days straight many times. And, and uh, at the end of that, though, I needed a couple of days off <laughs> yeah. to lick my wounds. Yeah, I mean... I, I wouldn't want to fish, you know, 50 consecutive days. I think I'd probably conk out. But, uh, you know, it's uh, as long as I can get in that boat and keep my balance and and actually execute what I know to do, I'll, I'm going to keep on with it. Hey. It's been a long. Yeah, when you get into career. something like that, you got to commit to it. You don't, you know, you got to have a lifestyle and a, you know, to where you don't have any other obligations. You can just strictly focus on that and nothing else. Right. That's right. So you just have to, you just have to be ready for it. You have to be mentally and, prepared all the way, physically and mentally, and just totally <laughs> devoted to it, a hundred percent. You know, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna show your capabilities and everything else without any other distractions, no, you know, in your private life or anything else. I mean, look at all the pro athletes that end up having uh, marital problems. It it takes them down the tube. Their game goes to nothing, goes down the yeah. drain. You got to be yeah. Able to look focus. at Tiger Woods. That's, yeah, there uh, there's a prime example right there. And then, not to mention all the injuries after that. Yeah. And all that, uh, all of that takes a toll on you. It does. It does. So sometimes you just have to look yourself in the mirror and realize that uh, you're not there anymore. Yeah, and that's that's <laughs> the hardest thing for a lot of guys to accept. Uh, age age is a factor. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I've got I've got enough experience that I can cover up my frailties, you know, my, my physical frailties, because I can, I've been on this bay for so long. But if I had to switch to another bay and, and do that, that might be different. You know, maybe I wouldn't be able to crawl on top of uh, Galveston Bay anymore. Who knows? Who knows? Well, buddy, I guess it's 4.30. Yeah, it's time for you to light out of there and go <laughs> harass some trout. And I'm going to harass them too, buddy. <laughs> I'm going to hurt them. Okay, yeah, buddy. Got a pretty morning for it. Yeah, I think really there's finally got some good weather. All right, Bill. Well, if somebody wants to uh, give you a call about coming over and fishing with you, how they get a hold of you, bud. Four zero nine six seven three nine two one one, or fishsabinelake dot com. You got it, sir. Thank you, Butch. All right, Appreciate Bill. It. You take care, man. You too, man. Bye-bye. All right, that's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake, and uh, looking at all those weights up at uh, Lake Fork yesterday. That was really incredible. It really was. 14 sacks over 30 pounds. That's that's pretty good fishing. Of course, the best are there. You know, the best of the best. They're fishing it. And that that's a plus, too. Those guys are 
you know, it's kind of like the PGA says. PGA Tour said these guys are really that good, and they are. They're really that good. They got them dialed in right now. They got a pattern on them. So any kind of weather change that might that could do things. But uh, anyway, well, before we go to break here, I need to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Located right in downtown Belleville, a short drive from Sealy off I-10 or Hempstead off 290. And if you're looking for a quality place to have all your processing done, whether it's wild game or if you want to shop for great cuts of grade A beef, pork, and chicken, nothing beats the Belleville Meat Market. And uh, check out their smoked sausage. They just have an excellent selection of all kinds. You know, they have samples available daily in the store. You can try it before before you buy it. And uh, check out all their barbecue menu served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's all pecan-smoked barbecue that is excellent. And check out their ground beef special, three fifty-nine a pound when you buy a bulk pack of 10 pounds or more. That's the eighty-five fifteen bland. And uh, USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, and not to mention their great smoked sausage. You want a quarter or half-calf processed? You can have it custom processed. They do that all the time also. And their wild game processing, they do that year-round, making Vinny dogs and hog dogs. That's something excellent to take home. Your whole family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville celebrating over 42 years, serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Let's go up to Lake Conroe now. Let's check in with the fish dude, Richard Tosh. What's up, buddy? Not a lot, Mickey. How are you this morning? Oh, man, I'm all right. How about you? Uh, uh, you know I'm good. You know I'm good. There ain't no doubt. Uh, look at those big bass results. We'll see they hadn't got a 10-pounder yet, but they got, they're getting close. They got a 9, I think it's a 928 or something like that. So... And then a whole bunch of eight pounders, so they're they're starting to bite pretty good. This today and tomorrow, there I think there's going to be a bigger one weighed, so we'll see. I wonder if that's the one Jimmy Lloyd caught. He caught a big one here, and won a thousand bucks. There you go, there you go. I, you know, but I don't know if he's fishing Conroe. I mean, that's that's the only big bass one I know. Hourly thing going on right now is Conroe, right? I, I believe so. I believe that's the only only one going on right now. So, do you see those uh, weights at Lake Fork yesterday? <laughs> oh yeah, those. But they always catch them up there. You know, that's it's, that's uh, that's, that's what's yeah, bad that about Lake crazy. Fork. It is. I mean, there is no doubt. It it always it always shows out. It doesn't matter when you're there. It always always shows out. Now, uh, uh, Dustin. Walkovac has got a 923 is what it is. Christopher Allen's got an 843. Eddie Jones has got an 835. And there's, like I said, there's several eights in there and stuff like that. So it's, 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 uh, you know, there's going to be more of them though. Trust me. It's, uh, there's no doubt there's going to be a whole lot more of those rascals weighed in. So it, it just, you know, like I say, Conroe's going to get right. I mean, it's last weekend I thought was going to be the the weekend to do it, but man, it didn't it didn't act right for me anyway. But but uh, you know, everything's right. You got the water temperatures right. You got you know everything's just there for it to turn into a slugfest over the next two or three days. So, uh, like I say, I'm pretty confident they're going to break the ten pound mark either today or tomorrow. Today is, uh, man, it's ice cream picture perfect. No, I'm telling you, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better weekend to be out there anyway. So it's, uh, you know, that's, that's the main thing. Just everything's situated like no wind today. If those fish are up, they'll be able to see them, stuff like that. You know, even though they've been getting a lot of pressure over the past few days, they, uh, you know, the, the conditions just, hadn't been there you know as far as wind and stuff like that now today is like say it's gonna be there so 
those those guys that, that know they're sitting in the right area will be able to tell for sure throughout the day and and probably later on in the afternoon starting probably about 11 o'clock to about three o'clock that's when the big ones ought to start showing up because they for some reason they tend to get more aggressive as it warms up out there anyway so it's all good so and then the other day we got out there and i I run around checking some hybrids up north. Didn't find them up there, but we did come back south a little bit and found a found a few hybrids down south. Then got out and uh, actually ran into a few white bass. I just I don't think I even posted anything on it, but ran into a few white bass. Had I think we had four or five white bass that we caught mixed in with those hybrids, and then uh, jumped on some catfish and and just. And the hardest part was the dang old wind kept blowing us around, wouldn't let us wouldn't let us set where I wanted to set. That you know, northeast wind is right Thursday. It, it I thought it was gonna lay, but man, it just kept on trucking. It wouldn't <laughs> it wouldn't slack up on us hardly at all. But but and it good night it was cold wind too. So but it's something was, about uh, a northeast wind, man. It just uh it'll cut you in half. I guarantee it will. It's it's something else, but it's uh you know, we got out there, had a, had a good time with them. I mean, like I say, one of the hybrids we had, he was, man, that rascal was just as thick as he could get. He, I mean, like he was about ready to pop. So about, I think we measured him out at 20 inches or maybe a little over 20 inches. And he was, right. I'm going to say he was close to seven pounds at that 20-inch mark because he was just, that rascal was just so full. He, like I say, he's about ready to pop. But it's. You know, that's the thing about some of those hybrids. They're just, they get, they get dang near as big around as they are long. And, uh, when they do, you think, man, I have got a monster here, but, you know, it's just a, a good fish. That's all it amounts to. And, and then, uh, had a couple, you know, like I say, we had a couple more in there and that, they were, you know, they were 19 and a half inches long, but they were a lot skinnier. And it's, granted, they're still full, but, because they're, they're full of eggs right now, just like I was, I was saying I was going to go looking for anyway, because they're, they're trying to make that move to, to spawn like they, a normal fish does, even though, you know, like, their like spawn is pointless. Yeah. It is, it really is. I mean, they'll fill up with eggs and everything and they'll dump them and all, but, but in order to, in order for them to reproduce, the male white bass has to fertilize those eggs. And uh, normally it doesn't happen in the wild. I mean, it it could, and it it's it's a possibility, but it's not a normal occurrence. Yeah. So that's that's one of the things. And you do have the male hybrids also. They're just you know they just don't do nothing. So it, they're sterile, though, aren't things. they? The males. Yes, sir. Male hybrids are sterile, much right? Sterile. Yeah. Yes, I believe so. You like say they just they have to. They have to have that white bass influence, see whether whether it be a, a you know, the the uh, male white bass fertilizing the eggs of the female hybrid. That's that has to that has to be what happens in order for them to reproduce in the wild. So it's just a matter of, of kind of getting out there and seeing it. Because when I first saw them eggs, I'm thinking, man, these things do reproduce. They're full of it, but no, they, they got to have that they got to have that white bass in there. So and that's. Like I say, it normally doesn't happen, but it could. I'm not saying it couldn't. It, you know, if the population of white bass was up enough. Yeah, if you had a, a bunch of population. them, yeah, that'd probably be a pretty good phenomenon. Yeah, it, you know, it'd be it'd be a neat thing. But like, you know, Conroe, like I tell people all the time, you know, the white bass population's not there because white bass are typically like salmon. They need that current. They have to run upstream in order to spawn and lay their eggs mm-hmm. and that's kind of what triggers them and there's not a the only current that's actually generated in conroe is wind driven current so they'll stack up on these sandy points and stuff like that if you get a lot of wind blowing and stuff and i think that's why we were catching them the other day because we were we were sitting on some wind blown points out there where they normally stack up because the, the bait gets to moving around and and stuff like that on those points as the wind blows across it. And those those whites and hybrids were mixed out there Thursday. So, it's you know, that's the thing. You just kind of pay attention to your conditions a lot. And you'll run across a different species of fish, whether it be, you know, cat, like catfish are going to be moving to the bulkheads here before long. You know, I always tell everybody that's 
that's around Easter, but you know, this year it might be a little bit earlier with the, the water temperatures coming up and stuff like that. And I've been noticing all the shads, typically they're hanging 10 foot and less right now. So they're making a move up. So, that, you know, when you get up there in that shallow water, those, those rascals are going to hit that bulkhead and it's, it's going to be on. It's just a matter of you cut bait up there and catch them pretty much whatever's up there. You'll catch a bunch of catfish. The hybrids will actually chase them. There'll be a lot of largemouth up there also. And it typically only happens, early, you know, the first hour or two in the morning and then uh, last hour or two of the day. So you pay attention to all, all those conditions and just uh, start watching those walls. And then you can start looking for the birds, too. Those birds will, not the, not the gulls, but the egrets and the blue herons and stuff, they'll, they'll start standing on the bulkheads and you'll see them leapfrogging down the bulkhead. And as they start doing that, you know which direction your bait's moving. And that's, that's one of the biggest things a lot of people don't do is they don't watch them birds. You know, like I say, they'll watch, they'll watch the gulls and then a lot of times they'll watch them liar birds too. So, but them, them goofy things there, they'll, they'll lie to you in a minute. They dive at the water, but they never touch it. So it's, uh, you know, and that's, that was Thursday also. We had a bunch of those rascals out there, even though they were hitting the water, they were, they, they weren't, they weren't on nothing. They yeah. were just uh, hitting surface stuff, you know, so the gulls, I mean, sometimes they're okay. You know, that's, I know y'all look at them a lot in the Gulf, but, uh, up here, up here on the freshwater lakes, unless you see some active, actively feeding fish on top, the gulls are typically lying to you. And then, uh, if they if they are hitting the water good, a lot of times I found it's a lot of smaller fish. It's not the the bigger ones that I tend to look for. So I, I tend to back out of them because I get people ask me all the time, "You chase the <laughs> birds?" Well, yeah, kind of, kind of, kind of not. You know, if they're because for some reason every time I get under the birds on uh, up here on Conroe, it's always smaller fish, and a lot of it'll be smaller hybrids. So, and that's another thing. You know, a lot of people are talking about catching limits of white bass they're catching limits of hybrids the small <laughs> hybrids so they i mean it's like fellow walked in the marina the other day with a cooler full of them so it's uh it's like oh yeah yeah i don't know what y'all talking about white bass not having any in here it's because oh, you got a whole man. cooler full of hybrids you know so it's uh you got make sure you can identify them correctly because i guarantee you they'll get you in a bind if you don't if you misidentify those hybrids because the stocked fish, I mean, the state's got money invested, so they don't want to. They don't want to waste that money. I guarantee you, they're going to write you a ticket. So it's it's uh, that misidentifying those of those whites and hybrids is a common thing, and I see it all the time. So make sure you pay attention to the broken lines, the tooth patches, stuff like that. Anything, any identifying mark, and and exactly. Uh, but, you know that's that's the thing. So you don't want to get yourself in a bind out there and make it go from a good day to a bad day because it'll happen real quick. So that's, yeah, you know that's one of the one of the biggest things right there. Just identif proper identification of your fish. You know it's because you can go go from like say having that cooler full of them, thinking man we have done great to ha having the worst day by saying man I got I got twenty five or fifty of these things that every one of them are illegal. And it's uh, that doesn't that doesn't hurt that doesn't help you at all. I promise you, because you're gonna you're gonna have a pretty good find back backing that one up. And it's because you got restocking fees too. I mean that's the thing they're gonna charge you all that stuff. So you got to really pay attention to them. And it's but you know like I say it's it's one of those things. Sometimes some people don't they don't want to listen. You know they just, they know better than everybody else. So because I've had them. I've had them say, uh, matter of fact, Vince. Well, they, some, some people just have to learn the hard way with their checkbook. That's right. I guarantee you it doesn't take much. <laughs> the man gets know. them. That's, uh, that ain't pretty. It ain't pretty, I promise you. There is no doubt, you know, but it's 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 one of those things, a lesson learned, I guess. So it's uh, just do what you got to do. And while I'm thinking about it, you know, uh, Vince and Lamar Anderson's dad passed away the other day. They Lamar and Kelly on on stole away, and Vince Vince uh, manages it for him. So his dad passed away the other day. So just uh, keep keep the family in mind, all that good stuff, you know. So 
it's uh, you know, it's one of the deals where we ain't none of us getting out of it alive. So no, it's, uh, it's just one of them things. So it's you know that's that's the biggest part. Just try to try to remember each other, take care of each other while we're here, do the right thing. So it's all good, you know. That's the main thing, and and uh, yeah, that's just like like with my dad. I'm gonna go out there and see my dad this evening after I get through fishing. He's he's got his second round of cancer coming back now so he probably ain't gonna be around much longer either so who's your dad things. yes sir he he got oh, you know man. he went around with prostate cancer here a few years ago got that prostate cancer beat out now it's, he's got this bone cancer that's come back and and working on him right now so we'll see how yeah, it, I hate to hear that. see how it all plays out so it's you know go out there and spend as much time i can with him while i can so that's that's what I'll be doing, like I say, after I get through this evening, headed out that way. Well, so. good for you. That's I know. I I I was uh, real fortunate with my dad. I was able to talk him into moving in with me for the last couple of years of his life. So it, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind gotta, of an inconvenience, but uh, it was well worth it. Absolutely. I mean, you got to. You know, you got to spend time with them, you know, while they're, while they're here. Cause like my mom, she passed back in the nineties. So that's been a while back, but my dad, you know, he's, he's kind of, he's a tough old codger kind of hanging in there and just keep on trucking, you know, 86 years old and still going. So, well, he's had a good long life. That's not bad. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's been going good. So, you know, no complaints. There's no doubt, no doubt about it. But anyway, that's, you know, that's that's one of them things. Like I say, get out there and just do as much with them as I can. And and we we love make sausage. We love go fishing. We love do a whole bunch of work too. So ain't no telling what he's got in store. Yeah, he he likes to catfish, huh? Oh, he loves catfishing. Right? In his eyes, there ain't but one good fish. And that's catfish. Right. So There's a lot of old timers like that, man. I guarantee. You, I mean, he's he's been that way all my life anyway. So. Yeah, he's tried everything under the sun, but the catfish has always been the one. So there you go. Uh, well, that's you know, that's what he likes. That's it. And I guess that's why I can catch them so dang good because I've been doing it all my dang life. Well, that's true. But, it uh, <laughs> you got to dance with the one that brung you, brother. That's right. That's right. There ain't no doubt. And it's fun, you know. I mean, catching them catfish is just as fun as it gets. So and learning different things anyway. A lot so, of action. That's, it is a lot of action, and that's the, that's the main thing. Just staying busy and staying after it. There ain't no doubt. So it's all yeah. good. There, just get it done. That's the main thing. I was going to ask you real quick before we run out of time. Uh, last last week in that tournament, did you notice it? Was it pretty crowded? That's what Tommy was saying. He said, man, there's just oh places he wanted Mick. to fish. You just, there would be 12, 14 boats in that area. You couldn't get to it. Yeah, that's, you know, that was that was one of the things about last week. And I knew it was going to happen. You know, Lake Conroe fish is really, really small this time of year. You know, there's certain areas where there's always the biggest right. portion of the fish. And there's so many people that just, they, I mean, everybody knows this is where you got to go if you're going to do any good. You're gonna, you're gonna go to these areas. Like one of them's Lake Paula. One of them's, one of them's up in the jungle off 1375 at the ponds. There's, there's some stuff down south, like in back a little Lake Creek. You got, you know, in every area. And I just, I was fortunate enough on Saturday. Granted, I didn't catch any fish, but fortunate enough on Saturday, I got to my first spot, which was under. Under the bridge is Little Little Lake Creek, which is a bunch of lily yeah. pads back in there, and I was number two in. So, and that throughout the morning, I spent three hours in there, and throughout the morning, there was a dozen or so that came in and out while while I was sitting there. But you know that that's one of those things. And then up in the up in the jungle, I know there was one day on a Thursday I was up there, and there were twenty boats in that area practicing. So. I know. So they like yeah. like Conroe <laughs> fish is extremely small this time. Yeah, of year. it does. And so that was that's exactly right. Oh, and well. that's, but Saturday we had three different tournaments going on. The belt had 150. You had a cast, a couples tournament going on, and I don't remember what the other one was, but you had three different tournaments going on yes. all on the same day. So yeah, I fished it yeah. really, really small. All right, Richard, I got to run, buddy. Throw him out a number, man. 
All right, Mick, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudegx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudegx.com. All right, buddy. Take care, Richard. Yes, yes sir. Y'all have Later, time. man. All right. All right, it's time for our top of the hour break. We'll be right back after these messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 